Welcome to Horror Hideout. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Peyton. And I am really excited about today's episode because it's October. Yay. Spooky season. Why do I always call it Spooktober? Spooktober. Yeah. Aww. Mine's all these clever little family-friendly names. No, last year on Instagram I did Spooktober and I like anything that I watched in October I did like a post about. And then I did Spookmas in December, and I did that on TikTok, too, where I, like, recommended the 12 Days of Spookmas horror Christmas movies. And then she did Spookentine's Day in February, and then freaking... I was going to do for this year every... Spook of July right after that. (laughs) You know how we had a goal to watch half a year's worth of movies this year, which we're slacking on? Mm. Um... I was going to like put everything down and I was going to call it our 2022 Spookathon. Ooh. Ooh. Now going back to my comment, instead of the spook of July, let's make it independent spook. Oh my gosh. I was trying to think of another cool one. Saint Spooky Day. No. Lame. How about just Halloween? Halloweeny. Um, how are you, Peyton? What's new? Well, How's you it? know, um, nothing. I don't know. Nothing's new about me. As Everett would say, boring. He always does that. And he, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. Horror news of the week. We have a lot of horror news this week. This is a good week to be a horror fan. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. So tomorrow, October 5th, Mr. Harrigan's phone comes out. And I was really excited when I heard about this because I just finished this story. It's one of the short stories in Stephen King's If It Bleeds. Um, He has like four different stories in it and that was the first one and I really liked it And then I found out that the movie is coming out on netflix and I like screamed and it's really cool too because number one It's stephen king. I just read it. It was my favorite one in the book so far and it has jaden martell in it Who was bill Mm. From it love him and then it has donald sutherland who played president snow on donald sutherland trump who played president snow you know not professor president snow yeah yeah he's mr harrigan yeah so this one is about a kid who he's like he goes to this guy mr harrigan's house and he like reads for him every night and does some like lighthouse work and he becomes like very close with this guy and he ends up bringing him an iphone and mr harrigan's like your traditional older guy like technology is of the devil like i don't need i mean i guess not all older people are like that but he's just like very against technology and very set in his ways of like the newspaper and finding out info that way if it ain't broke don't fix it (laughs) exactly so but he kind of starts to like get intrigued by the fact that you can do so much on a phone like you don't have to wait a whole day or two or three to find out the news you can find out right as it's happening he was super into stocks and he could find those out right away and so he kind of became obsessed with his phone anyway he ends up passing away and from his phone yeah no he ends up passing away and at the funeral the main character the younger kid puts mr harrigan's phone into his pocket and they bury him, and he ends up getting, like, strange texts from Mr. Harrigan, and he always calls him to, like, talk about things that are going on in his life, and then weird coincidences happen, which I don't want to spoil anything. You can watch the trailer, and it kind of will explain a little bit more, but I'm really excited for this one. It looks good. I'm excited, too. Well, we got Hellraiser that's coming out 
on October 7th. Mm-hmm. So just, just around the corner on Hulu. And look at the trailer for this. This looks really good. I think this movie, I mean, I didn't even know that this movie was coming out until maybe two weeks ago. And it just seems like my expectations for this are going to exceed anything I've seen this year. So Black Phone and Orphan, First Kill. I don't know. This looks really good. This is my kind of movie. It's like very, it's like most of the stuff we've been watching isn't like true, like scary horror. This is going to be like scary. Like, this, yeah, like it, it gives me like, um, I don't know. It's not like demonic, but it's kind of like black magic-ish and it's just like eerie and creepy and um, yeah, you just, you just got to watch the trailer for this one. Uh, big, big hype. We've never seen Hellraiser, like the original. How many is there? Isn't there several in the franchise? Probably. Sure. I don't know. Sometimes, you know, after the first one comes out, the others suck. But this could be just like a reboot or it could be a, a sequel. I'm not sure. Side note, reboot. The last two episodes, we were ta- trying to talk about um, Final Destination, how they're like revamping it or re... We couldn't think of the word. It's reboot. Mm. Rebooting. I don't know. I don't. Hellraiser, just anytime I see anything about it, like the older ones, it just doesn't intrigue me or draw me in. I'm, I just, I'm not interested in it, but this trailer looks so good. And maybe it's because I haven't seen the trailer to all the other Hellraisers or the original and it is an older movie. So it's just kind of hard. I don't know, but this one looks crazy. It kind of reminds me of like an escape room type thing. Like, you know, the new escape room, how they have like the puzzle box thing. Obviously it's not like that, but it kind of reminds me of that. But like, I don't know, demonic, or I don't know if they're demonic or well, if they're creatures that they're trying to, like, feed. I feel like maybe before fidget spinners became a thing, before, like, 2020, they were, like, boxes, like, puzzle boxes. I feel like I would watch videos on YouTube, and I don't even know how I found these. They would just show up, and it'd be people doing these little boxes. Like a Rubik's Cube? Like a Rubik's Cube <laughs> on steroids, on crack. And it would, like, unlock certain sections of this little box, and then uh, eventually there'd be, like, a little prize in the middle, and the prize could be something like... A sticker. Yeah, like a sticker of a panda bear or something, but... Side note, do you remember Cracker Jack boxes, where you'd be so excited because you get a prize in the bottom, but it's, like, this lame little, like, sticker or a tattoo that you could stick on? Right. And you're still, like, so excited about it. Our kids would be like, oh. Or those eggs. What are they called? Kinder Kinder eggs. This, uh... Yeah, it's it's all in the trailer, so there's not a spoiler. But if you, it seems like if they complete this puzzle, um, a sharp needle thing comes out and then stabs them, and then they've like taken like a blood oath with this object, and so they're like they're like marked almost. And then it seems like from there, it's almost like the equivalent of you answered the phone, you watched the video in the ring, you're gonna die in seven days. It's almost like that. Like as soon as they get cut, there's a time frame that they have to live and panic and freak out and then they then they die but i'm not sure exactly how long that is and i'm gonna be looking into it mark my words do you think it's some kind of like offering too where the guy was like what happens if i solve it and then like the main head honcho guy's like then i win or something maybe it's one of those things where if you're marked and you get somebody else to do it you're unmarked Mm. i mean we've seen that before in scary movies like it follows like a std ghost you know std ghost. the only way to get rid of the std ghost is to Pass it on. Sexually transmit. Yep. Sexually transmit a ghost onto someone else. I do. Season think, two, more sexual content. I do think that we need to watch the original Hellraiser before we watch this one. I don't know. Like, I need to look into it and see if it's like 
part of the franchise or if it's like a reboot. If it is a reboot, then maybe I don't want to watch the original and I'd want to watch this one first and then go back and watch it and kind of compare. But if it's part of the actual story, then maybe we need to go back and watch. But that one looks really good. It's going to be on Hulu. And then on Friday, we also have The Visitor coming out. And I just showed Peyton this trailer and it's very psychological. It looks so good. But this guy and his wife move into this house and then he sees this painting on the wall and it resembles him and he's just like kind of weirded out. And then all the city folk people are like acting really weird towards him, like as if they know him. And then he keeps finding more pictures and paintings and then weird stuff starts to happen. Like this is my kind of movie. Like I love stuff like this. These movies either kill it or they flop it. I don't know. They're, they're, it's either one or the other. I've never been like, oh, these are, it was okay. You know, I mean, it's either going to be a two or it's going to be a five. Um, so many movies like this just, I don't know. I'm not holding my breath. Uh, the whole movie could have been in the trailer for all I know. Um, you want to want what we saw, but you just, I guess we don't know until we see it. But I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of these types of movies just don't execute well. Um, and then we also have Chucky season two tomorrow. You're so excited, huh, Peyton? Nope. So excited. Mm-mm. I hate I, it. It's dumb. It feels like it went really fast. Like the time between last season to now, doesn't it feel like it was just barely on? But at the same time, it feels like it's been forever. So I am so excited. This one seems like it's going to be a lot more dark too. The best actor was the most hateable person in the last season. Oh, the main girl? Yeah, the main girl. And I hated her. I love- Everyone else sucked. I love- Whatever. I mean, Chucky's like, Chucky, like, granted, I I like him. What about his daughter? Hmm. Like, the girl, like, his daughter in real life that's in the movie. The girl that's in the wheelchair. She's amazing. And she was, like, playing him. Like, she was possessed by him. Yeah, I know, but- She did so good at that role. I feel like there's- There are Chucky fans, and then there are Chucky fans. You know what I'm saying? You've got, you know, the first two movies, people love that. And then everything after that, you are just diving into this world of child's play. And that's your that's your jam. You know, for me, it's limited to the first and second movie. And that is it. And I you know didn't like the third and I, I like the concept of bringing Andy back. But it's just like, I don't know. It's like, how do I explain this? And Kyle. Yes. Brought her back, too. Yeah. It's kind of like. I don't know why I'm going back to the President Snow reference, the Hunger Games. The first Hunger Games and the second Hunger Games are good. The third one, eh, not into it, but it like concludes the storyline. So it's kind of important. So I guess there's like the storyline factor if you really need that conclusion. But I just I don't. Chucky dies so many times. You can just kind of write him off on the on the first one. And uh, we've said this in a, or I've said this in a previous podcast, but the Chucky remake, the one with Mark Hamill, that is so good that like, I I don't think anything's ever going to beat that to me in in terms of child's play. That's just so dang good. Yeah. And they really modernized it in, in the right way. And I just, this series just has nothing on me. I know it's got classics in it, but it's, it's not my thing. But it is my thing, so I'm going to be doing Chucky Recaps starting next week, and I'll do them every Wednesday. Is that what it's going to be called? Chucky Recaps? No. i got to figure that out. I think I'm going to call it Chucky Chats. Um, But... See, see. I'm going to... So, like, tomorrow an episode comes out, so then tomorrow's recap will come out next week before the new episode. Because that gives people more time to watch it and everything, because I'm going to spoil everything in those episodes, so... Peyton will not be allowed. Just kidding, Pete. 
you want to. But you're a hater. Anyway, moving on, we have Grim Cuddy. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. This comes out on Hulu. It's a creature feature, and it's about, like, an internet meme, you know, like, Momo type thing. It starts causing, like, teenagers to harm themselves, and then the parents start to, like, panic, and they're trying to explain what's going on and how it's this creature, and they're not believing them, and so it's gonna be one of those where they're trying to get the parents to believe them, and crap just goes down, so... I don't know. This one, I can't tell if it's going to be good or if it's going to be cheesy. Like, if you look at the character, it is a little cheesy. It looks like this big, giant, like, alien dude guy. It looks like Momo, kind of, like, blown up. Like, bigger Momo. You watch it, you're going to want Momo. It's funny, though, because I feel like we kind of already had this with the whole Puka being, like, Puka Lives, where they made that, like, an internet legend story, and then he comes out and... So it's like, we kind of have done that, but I mean, it's a kind of a, un, un, blah, 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 original concept. I think it kind of dives into our American culture, which just makes me laugh and it's embarrassing at times, but just like how obsessive we get over things on the internet. I mean, it's like when something new comes into play, it's like, we're just like center focused on it. We can't think of anything else oh but gosh. that. And so when I'm watching, you know, Puka Lives, I think... Man, they are so obsessed with Puka. Like, all these adults. Like, why are all these adults into it? You know? And it kind of reminds me of when we were all obsessed with Pokemon back in the day. Like, not Pokemon goes to our young viewers. I'm talking original OG, early 2000s, late 90s, whenever it came out. I mean, that was, like, the biggest thing in the world. But it just it just really shows how our culture can only focus on one thing at a time. And then when the next thing comes up, what was the last thing? You know? I don't, yeah. I don't remember. Just gotta keep... There's always gonna be something new. Every time. Like, remember when Momo was so big? You don't hear about that anymore. Um, well, if it's controversial, we're obsessed with it, right? The Momo challenge was, like, trying to get kids to inflict pain on themselves or, like, you know, wreak havoc in their families and stuff. Be off Reekers. And, you know, I don't know. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we just make this crap up because we just, like, we just have to be pissed at something all the time. Like, we're we're not functioning if we're not pissed, people. Or, like, the Tide Pod challenge. Or there's a big one on TikTok, which I'm, what is their name? It's like BB and Boobop or something. And everybody is so obsessed with it, thinking that this mom and her daughter are kidnapped. And I just see it all over my For You page, which is, I don't know. I think they're milking it. I think they just are seeing they're getting attraction and attention through it. So they're going to keep at it. I mean, I would. Um, The last two... We don't have release dates, but we have the Final Destination reboot, and I thought this was really funny. So, the way, I found out that the way that the producers or the director got the role to, like, do this reboot was they were doing, like, an interview over, like, Skype or something, and the fire, like, the fireplace, like, turned on, and the guy, like, ran over to try to extinguish it or something, and then the other guy, like, the fan, I'm totally butchering this, but the fan fell from the ceiling and cut his head off and it was all acted it was all they had this plan but the people interviewing them liked it so much that they gave them the role isn't that crazy that is crazy like it showed their passion of how badly they wanted to do this so that's in the works and then cloverfield 2 which will be a direct sequel from the first cloverfield is going to come out so that will be cool i'm so excited i love monster movies um, so that's what we have coming out this week, and I'm really excited. Like, this is gonna be a really fun week. We're starting October off on a high, and there's a lot more coming in the next few weeks, which we'll talk about. Minus in... the lows in temperatures, everyone. Ooh, I love it though. Mm-hmm. I love fall weather. 
But yeah, we'll announce more horror news and movies coming out as it gets closer to the release dates. But that is the horror news of the day. We really need a little like jingle next season. Jingle. Just get like the Big Hero Six. <laughs> yes. Well, perfect. Now that we're 20 minutes into this podcast, shall we talk about the subject? Yeah. We are going to be doing something different this episode. Usually when we talk about movies, like any of our episodes where we're talking about like different movies or our letterbox recaps, we have like everything like not like planned out, but we at least have a list where we're like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. And this episode, we're like, you know what? We're just going to have fun. Like we love October and... We're just going to talk about Halloween horror movies that we like to watch in October that just get us like in that spooky spirit or like things that get us in the spooky spirit because this is my time of month. Like I get, you know how people get the Christmas spirit? I get the Halloween spirit, like that same like high where you're just like happy and energized. I get that in October. So we're going to have fun and just talk about a bunch of movies that we like to watch. Take it away, Peyton. I always go back to the classics when I was growing up. I, I just remember getting home from trick-or-treating and I we would always start with movies and it was whatever was on TV at the time and we would just watch these all night and then the following day, uh, the day after Halloween, there was always, um, you know, like a, a TV show, which I'll, I'll piggyback to um, or I'll, I'll jump back to here in a second. I don't know. It's just I, I just think of like what it, what it felt like to be a kid and, you know, wake up and eat Reese's, you know, at eight o'clock in the morning the following day. But uh, the classic for me is Halloween. I'm talking the first and second Halloween movies. They're just such a classic to me. My parents probably shouldn't have allowed me to watch them as like a, you know, seven year old, but they did. They weren't really around a lot during those times. So uh, I got to watch Halloween. That's why you're the way you are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real corrupt. Blame your parents. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I would always watch the original Halloween, and it's probably the only movie that I can recall in my life that I actually had to, like, hide under the covers at times, you know? It's like when you you hide under the covers, you can still hear the music, the scare factor is still maximum to you, and uh, that was a big one for me. So just, just the original Michael Myers Halloween. Isn't it crazy to think back when you're a kid and how scared you would get as a kid? And even me, like, as I feel like I got scareder the older I got, but now it's like, I don't get scared anymore. And it's kind of sad because, I mean, it's not sad because I hate being scared, but you, like, there's just something about that, like, really creeped out feeling where you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't even remember the last movie that really scared me. I feel like it was something we just watched recently. And it like freaked, it like kind of scared me, but I don't think it was because of the movie. It was just, I don't know. Anytime I wake up on a Saturday or Sunday, I go fishing for my YouTube channel. And uh, without fail, if it's before six o'clock in the morning, Kenzie will be like, will you turn on the light before you No, leave? I do not. <laughs> do not call me out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, no shame. I'll like have- So the fear comes in- <laughs> you know, seven hours after the movie. Because I think a movie is like lights out where you look down the hallway. Our bed is like directly in front of where the hallway, like where the door is. And I just like think of creepy stuff like coming out and it gets, it like stays darker longer right now. But I don't leave it on forever. It's like you leave at what, like five in the morning. And I think I have it on until like 6.30ish when the sun finally starts to come out and then I wake up and I turn it off and then I go back to bed. But makes me feel safe (laughs) when Peyton goes out of town I have to sleep with the lamp on the entire night though until like the very last day like if you're gone for several days like the first two nights I'm like that and then the last night I'm like screw it I'm tired I'm going to bed 
it protects me. It's funny because like, what's the difference between having a light on and off? Like you don't have any added protection. No. Yeah. If you're going to die, you're going to die. But you can see better. So I would, I don't know. Would you rather see your killer before you die or would you rather just have it be seamless? I don't know. Honestly. Question though. I saw this picture. I think it was on TikTok or on Facebook or something, but it had a picture and it had a stairs going up and a stairs going down. This is completely off topic, but it has Michael Myers at the top of the stairs with Chucky. And then there's like a creature on the stairs, like eyes peering through. But then at the bottom stairs, you have Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. Would you go up the stairs or would you go down the stairs? What way do you think you could survive? Probably up. Michael Myers and Chucky. Mm-hmm. I know, because Freddy Krueger is more like, Freddy, like a demon. We all have to sleep at some point, and I feel like that's, you know, Freddy's probably the one person out of all of them. He, he's not the most, like, appealing in terms of, like, a cool serial killer God, in a movie. He's so cool. But, I don't know, Michael Myers just seems, like, so iconic to me. Like, he, he will always be maximum iconic. But Freddy Krueger, it's like, you know, Michael Myers walks. Freddy Krueger, it's like, he doesn't have to be there. He could be vacant at the bottom of the stairs. It could be just Jason. And then maybe Freddy comes while you're sleeping. It's like, you have such a disadvantage there. Yeah. And a doll. I mean, come on. This one girl made a good point in the comments. She's like, she'd go upstairs because Chucky and Michael Myers have both been defeated by kids. So it's like, okay, if a kid could defeat them, then a grown adult, most likely. I don't know where she's been sleeping. Could be Not under defeated, a rock. defeated, but because like... Because Michael Myers is still alive. No, Halloween he's still ends alive, but I'm saying... Not ended. Like, those two survived. Like, Andy and then Jamie survived oh, I see what you're him. saying. Mm-hmm. So, they, like, they defeated him in the sense that they, like, didn't, you know... It's like, that's the whole reason that Chucky is after Andy is because he's the one victim that he couldn't get. Anyway, that was a complete side note. I would say my biggest Halloween movie would be Hocus Pocus. Like, complete classic. You cannot go October without watching Hocus Pocus. Monocus. Monocus. (laughs) And we get Hocus Pocus. Well, by the time this episode comes out, we have already seen Hocus Pocus too. I'll say this multiple times in my life on this podcast, but we watched Hocus Pocus in reverse <laughs> once on YouTube. It's amazing. I, I think everyone should watch it at least once. Oh, it's so funny. I'm going to have to post some more of those TikToks that I did where I like reverse like different scenes. They're just so funny. And like, I literally, we were so entertained the whole time. Yeah. The best scene in reverse is when they're, well, there there's two of them. Uh, the first one is when... I think it's towards like the the climax of the movie where they think they killed the witches and then they, you know, in like the oven, they go back to their house and then they like sleep. And then when they come in, the one girl starts like throwing salt around her. That whole scene in reverse is hilarious. And then uh, I wish you could stay. No, do it. You did it in a past one. No, no, I will not. Not a pet. I'm just kidding. Um, And the other funny scene is when the witches are doing their like scent seeking thing where they're like ah 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 you know what I'm talking about they're like all they're doing like it walking yeah they're like all doing it simultaneously yes and then uh when you do that in backwards we do that scene backwards that's funny like when they go to the road for the first time and yeah. they're like tis firm as stone yeah like, exactly when they like push so her and she's funny. yeah exactly that's exactly what I'm talking about because she like jumps backwards <laughs> I love it I, I feel like that's the only one that is really funny in reverse. Like, I can't think of another one that would be as good just because Hocus Pocus is, they're, like, so animated with, like, their movements and their words and everything. I'll argue that 
Hocus Pocus is the Christmas story of Halloween. Oh, definitely. It's just the most iconic. Everyone can appeal to it. It's for adults. It's for children. A lot of nostalgia, just like Christmas Story. So, you know, it's definitely a, a must watch every single season. We've all seen it. And uh, I just really hope that the second one, you know, lives up to some kind of expectation. I'm not really sure what to expect. For example, Dumb and Dumber 2, I didn't like that movie. Uh, I also didn't like the second Independence Day. And uh, I get it, two completely different movies. One's action, one's a comedy. But a movie like this, you know, sometimes Disney will try to appeal to a new audience a little bit, but it's all for nostalgia. So they're just going to probably do like a lot of the same stuff that people have already seen, but just put it in a new movie, which sometimes isn't really that refreshing. I think it's just going to be fun to see them in a modern world and how like, how far technology has come. Well, when we saw the scene where they're all getting on the brooms and then the what's her name gets on the Roombas. Yes. <laughs> like that's hilarious. So like, I mean, just that scene alone makes me feel pretty comfortable with what we're going to witness. The only thing I hate about like reboots and stuff or like sequels that come out way later down the road like now is I feel like... I don't know. And maybe it's because we grew up with Hocus Pocus. So like the teenagers and the kids in the movie don't seem like teenagers and kids like they are, but they seem a little bit more mature. But then movies now it's like you have the super immature teens. They just seem so young. And it's like, I don't know, maybe it's maybe it is because we saw Hocus Pocus when we were kids and they were like older to us. But I just like hope they don't throw in like all the new generation like slang and all these things like a little bit will be good but like I just kind of hope they stick to that true Halloween spooky feel. No doubt no doubt. So if there's something as iconic as Halloween to me in terms of it kind of goes right back once again so I, I was basically saying that I would uh, come home from trick-or-treating and watch uh, you know all these scary movies and then the next morning we would watch whatever was on TV and I'd always be the first one to wake up when I was a kid. I don't know why, but uh, Tales from the Crypt. It's, I've never seen that. It's like a, a a kind of an adult, are you afraid of the dark? Um, still a little bit cheesy. And it always had a television host, which is like this ghoulish, like half-skinned skeleton looking guy. And I... Crypt Keeper. I loved it. I loved this growing up. It was such a classic. I would love to maybe see if I can find... Um, some of these online somewhere and honestly if anybody knows let me know because i'm too lazy to google it i'm sure i could easily find it but let me know and to be honest with you i can hardly remember anything from tales from the crypt aside from the host except for one episode there's one episode where these guys are playing poker with each other and i think like the loser had to cut a body part off of themselves and uh the first guy loses and, you know, cuts off a finger or something with a cleaver, if I recall. And then he's like, well, double or nothing. So, or maybe not double or nothing, but like he, he, they go for another round and then the other guy loses and they just keep going back and forth. And they like the other guy loses every other time to the point where these guys have like every single limb cut off of themselves. And by the end of the movie, they're just, or the episode, they're just basically like a head and a torso each. Oh my and gosh. it's probably more comedic than anything but like that stuff just sticks with you when you're a kid so um big fan of tales of are from the crypt and it's been easily 15 years since i've seen one so um i don't I know watch that when you told me earlier today hey think of some of your classic you know halloween 
whenever whatever you think about this was definitely the very first thing i thought of in fact you should put a picture of this uh crypt keeper dude on uh instagram when you do your posting for mm-hmm. it because uh this guy i don't know just so he's many creepy is he like human or is he like a creature i think he's just like a like a zombie Brian and Heather have like a crypt keeper. Like when I was a kid, they would always put it out during Halloween time and it had the book Mm -hmm. and I think it would light up and it would like kind of start reading it a little bit. And I remember they were posting, I think it was last year, pictures of like their Halloween decor. And I'm like, do you still have that crypt keeper? And they totally do. And they put it out every year. But that was like, I've never seen the show, but I just remember seeing that at their house and being like, that is so scary. I just can't imagine that it aged well, but... I would love to watch at least a couple episodes just to kind of get that reminiscing in. Well, it's kind of like, are you afraid of the dark? Obviously, it's cheesy and everything, but it's just so nostalgic that it's it like it's fun to watch, um, which they're doing this show called The Midnight Club, which we didn't put in our horror news. Um, and it comes out this week, too. No, it comes out the 10th, I believe. And I think it's the 10th. But it's like an Are You Afraid of the Dark, probably like Crypt Keeper type show with like the anthology and like telling stories and everything. So that'll be cool. We'll have to watch this though. Tales from the Crypt. No doubt. Um, one that I really like that we just barely got into, like maybe this is our this will be our third year watching it, is Who Be Halloween with Adam Sandler. I love this movie. <laughs> it exceeded my expectations. I love it. You know what's funny though? We went into this and we're like, this is either going to be good or it's going to be really bad. I thought it was going to be like over the top. You know, how, like, I love Adam Sandler. You know how some of his stuff is just a little try hard. Like you're like, OK, you're trying to be funny. He certainly has a formula in his movies that's very consistent. I think and, of like Jack and Jill. Yeah. And sometimes it's just obnoxious behavior. And sometimes it's just the way that he talks. He's definitely like uh, he's like a really bad voice impersonator or voice changer but that's kind of like the gimmick i it's guess like his thing it's like his thing it's like Waterboy has that little nikki who be halloween what's the other one i'm thinking about uh, most of them <laughs> well billy madison he kind of just <laughs> i love billy madison he talks like a little kid sometimes in it um i love adam sandler though he will forever be my favorite actor and he's really good at playing a serious role he is. Yeah. It's like he can be really cheesy and over the top, but he can be like really on top of like playing an emotional character. I agree. Um, but Hoopy Halloween, we were laughing our heads off the entire time. And there's so many of like Adam Sandler's crew, like his friends in this. So it was fun the first time we watched, like pointing everybody out like, oh, who's the guy that you thought was so funny? So there's a scene in this movie uh, and... I don't know. I hopefully everybody understands that I'm talking about that scene. It, but for those that haven't seen it, I'm sorry. Just a little brief spoiler here. Um, the movie is commentated or narrated by this female voice the entire time. And it comes to be that that narrated voice is a radio host that's talking. And Adam Sandler at some point, and it, the, the connection of that doesn't even click until sometime in like the climax of the movie but adam sandler's character goes to the radio station and he can hear the radio host laughing and it's like this evil kind of sinister like strong female laugh and then as he's looking into the mirror at the host it's actually Shaq, the basketball player and uh, his face goes so serious as soon as he sees uh, adam sandler and it's just like at the first time you watch that movie you don't even see it coming and it's just like you're so thrown off that it's it's hilarious i was crying 
Oh my gosh. There's so many funny parts. It's like super cheesy, but it's so funny. It's like there's try hard funny and then there's like there's try hard funny that's cheesy but try hard. And then there's cheesy that's like legit funny. Oh yeah. <laughs> and this was like that. I just love it. We're gonna have our kids watch this for the first time this year. I don't feel like this is like too graphic for like them to watch. No, right? no, definitely not. It's kind of like there's a couple different storylines going on at the same time. It's almost like an anthology, but in one movie. And everything like comes together at the end. Like all the characters kind of like come together. Yep. Yeah. Good one though. Check it out if you have it. Netflix. This one might be a little bit of a surprise to some, but I'm pretty sure I saw the, uh, the mummy, the, I guess for me, it's the original for some, it could be the remake. It's got, um, the mummy is a remake. Yeah. Oh. Pretty sure, yeah, pretty sure there's a classic mummy. Dang. Um. Well, crap. Now I gotta look up to his name. The main guy, Tarzan. Yeah, he just uh, he's actually kind of in a in a movie that he, he just got George a big. Of the jungle, not Tarzan. He just got a big standing ovation for uh for something some movie. I know, and, and I heard that he has a lot of trauma. Like something happened. I don't know if it was fans, but he's had like a lot of crap throughout yeah. his time. Yeah, Brandon Fraser. The first time I saw this movie was, uh, yeah, probably when I was, I don't know, six or seven or something. And it was around Halloween. I had it on VHS and I was like mesmerized by this movie. I thought it was so scary. And it's really not a scary movie as an adult, but like as a kid, man, there's so many moments in that that just scarred me. Like there's a scene where like the bugs, these little scarabs uh, dig into like the human flesh and it didn't age well. It's like very, very CGI'd, but I mean, oh my gosh, I had nightmares of Beatles for years after that. It was so gnarly to me. And then just like the mummy's transformation, the whole beginning when he's like this half rotted corpse before he becomes the Emotep like full guy. I mean, it just like I could hardly even look at him. He scared me so much. And so I don't know why, but the mummy just seems like a Halloween classic to me personally, just based on my own personal experience. Well, technically, like any horror movie could be considered like a Halloween like I mean, it's horror. It's meant to be scary or, you know, mess with you. So it's like, really, you could watch anything in October and it could be a Halloween movie. Yep. Also, um, just a quick little fact check here. So it came out in 1999. So I was seven years old the first time I saw this movie. And it is a remake of a 1932 version that had the same name. Dang. I wonder what, I've never watched anything like that old. I don't think. I don't but- think so. At least in like the horror genre. I know, like, but even, like, in general, like, the oldest movie I can think of watching is, like, The Sound of Music, and I don't even, that's probably, like, the 50s, 60s? When was Sound of Music? 58. Yeah, that's crazy. The world was a thing in the 30s? I'm just kidding. (laughs) It was only in black and white back then. It's just so weird to think. I feel like the world started in, like, the 50s. That is so intelligent. No, I'm just kidding. But in my mind, I'm like... It's kind of like when people say the 90s was 10 years ago, you know? We're just, we're in 2000 right now. Just time is so weird. And I think it's just because, you know, we grew up in the 90s. So, like, we're used to hearing, like, 80s or the 70s or 60s. But just to hear anything beyond that just feels, like, so unreal. It just feels weird. I get it. It's before we were even alive. It doesn't Mm -hmm. hardly feels applicable other than big life history moments that have shaped our our culture, like World War II, the Great Depression. Well, it's like thinking of 2082. Like, that seems like 
that's not gonna happen but obviously i mean unless the world ends isn't the world supposed to end like in the next week a hundred times in the last (laughs) hundred years and for the record i'm calling it now i'm gonna die in the year 2082 that's gonna be my death how old are you gonna be Mm. 2022 is right now Mm -hmm. 32 42 52 62 72 82 you're gonna be like 90 something Sounds about right. Dying. Um, another one I have is Beetlejuice. I feel like you can't go through October without watching Beetlejuice. Like, I love that movie. That movie has partial appeal to me. Um, I like it, but I also kind of don't at the same time. And I can't really explain why. It just, like, I, I respect it for what it is. It's just yeah. not, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm confused, everyone. <laughs> it scared me when I was a kid. Like, even though it's, like, a horror comedy and it's, like, family-friendly, but it, like, scared the crap out. Like, Beetlejuice scared me. Like, but now watching him, I'm like, he's, like, so funny. Did you say they're doing a remake of that? Um, they're doing a sequel. And oh, a sequel. And it's gonna have Wyona Ryder and the guy who plays Beetlejuice. Hmm. So I'm like, that's gonna be so good. I feel like it's been in the talks, though, for so long. But, yeah, that'll be really fun. I want to, like, see what they're gonna do with it, like. Maybe she'll be an adult now. Well, obviously, she'll be an adult, and then maybe, like, somehow it comes across Beetlejuice again. But I love Beetlejuice. And, like, the music in it, like, I just love it. Like, the visuals, like, the colorful. It's just creepy. There you go. Another one for me is going to be Halloween Town. Just the classic Disney Channel original movie. Kind of like Hocus Pocus. Every time that came on two weeks before Halloween, you knew you were close. You knew you were in like the season and the the music was just happy. It had a good vibe. Um, It's not a terrible storyline. It's hard for me to watch now as an adult. I am too cool for school, but I do value what it brought to my life. And I I had kind of a slightly rough childhood. So um, I do take comfort in certain things that gave me peace in that time. I feel like this one is just one of those that's so nostalgic that even though it's like cheesy and stuff, I will forever love Halloween Town or like all the Disney classics around Halloween time because it just gives you that like very safe, like carefree vibe. Like when you're a kid and just come home and you watch movies and you eat your Halloween candy and that's all you have to worry about. So I've been told, and I could be wrong on this, so someone fact check me please so I look like an idiot, but I had a bird named Gus. Gus was an Amazon parrot and I was told, well we had to get rid of him because uh, he was kind of becoming aggressive to everybody in my family and he only like liked me. And so we gave him to this bird lady that's known here in Utah. And uh, apparently Gus was featured in a very small scene in Halloween Town High. I've never seen that movie. Like after you gave him away? Yeah. Oh, cool. And uh, I don't know, though. I was told that. And... We do not speak of Halloween High. And uh, Just kidding. I mean, I don't know. It's like I'll never see it. I don't really have any interest in it. But uh, that's so cool. We have to look that up. I just, like, I don't know. I don't really know. I, I feel like I've tried to look this up. That could have been your bird. I don't know. If it's, like, a like a red toucan or not toucan, uh, freaking whatever they're called. Parakeet? No, whatever the red. Macaw. Oh. If it's, like, a macaw, then it's definitely not him. Because Gus was a, he was a green, a lime green with a yellow head. Was it, like, in the actual scene, like, or was it, like, in the background? I don't know. I've just been told this, oh. uh, and I, I don't even remember what the source was, but, like, it's, it's like, stuck with me. Like, I know I've been told that, so. We're going to have to get on Disney Plus after this. We have to figure it out, and it, it's not like he's, like, a, 
a character in the movie. I think he's just like a prop in the scene or something. So I feel like I remember seeing like a bird in I think it was Halloween High or I don't remember if there was another one after that. I don't know. I was one of those kids that was super annoyed where they like replaced Marnie's character with a different girl who looks nothing like her. Yeah, that's just... But I like the actress, she's on TikTok and she talks about how Disney didn't even give her like the option to come back. They didn't even ask her to come back. They didn't even tell her why they were replacing her. They just like all of a sudden brought all the other main actors back, but not her. Hmm. And you can't do that. It's like Diary of a Wimpy Kid, you know? Yeah. I don't know. You just can't do that in a movie where you bring on like all of the original cast minus like the main one and you replace them. It just doesn't work unless it has to be done. Like if the actor passed away or other stuff, then that makes sense. Yeah. I love Halloween Town. Anyway, I have to I'll have to do some homework and see if I can find Gus in, in that movie. But I know I'll have to look it up after. Um, another big one is Trick or Treat. I love Trick or Treat. I'm like a sucker for anthology series, like ever since like Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark and movies like that where like several stories are going on at the same time and then they all connect at the end. And like Hoobie Halloween's like that. But Trick or Treat, it's so funny because if you are like super into the horror community, everybody knows Trick or Treat and everybody loves Trick or Treat. But if you're not and you're like you're into watching scary movies, but you're not like as into it, a lot of people have not seen this. Sam is probably the most unknown known horror icon. It's like people know like they know what he looks like. Yeah, they don't know what his name is. They don't know what he represents. They don't know what movie he's in. It's like, but he's like a familiar icon. Yeah. Um, our little four-year-old is going to be Sam for Halloween. He's obsessed with Sam. He's never seen the movie, obviously. Um, probably won't watch it for several more years. I think, I wonder if he did watch it and seen, because he thinks Sam is a good guy, which technically Sam's like the spirit of Halloween. He's not like going out and killing people just to kill people. It's like people who break the rules. Well, and what what are the rules? The rules aren't like these sinister things, no, right? No, it's like wear, it's like basic Halloween stuff. Wear a costume, um, hand out candy, don't blow out your jack-o'-lantern before midnight, like decorate your house, like just stuff that you should do. It's like Christmas, you know? You put up a tree at Christmas. You have Santa Claus and everything. So so here, here's what they are. It says, always hand out candy to trick-or-treaters. Never wear... Oh, always wear a costume. Never blow out a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. I know you said all these. Uh, always respect the dead. Always check your candy. Never take down your decorations before November 1st. Never hurt the innocent. That's what I like about this movie is like all the rules are based off of like different stories going on. And I think the most sinister one is probably the check your candy one with the principal who it's a serial killer. That one's brutal. Mm-hmm. Especially like, I mean, I, I mean, people have probably seen this, but the way it plays out where his kid, you think like they're getting ready to carve pumpkins and you think, oh, like he's pretending to be this good guy, even though he was out there just burying a body. But then all of a sudden you see the kid carving his pumpkin and it's like an actual head of a person Mm -hmm. so it's like he's kind of like grooming his kid to be a serial killer but yeah i love sam sam is like forever like my like a horror icon like one of my favorites i have like three top ones sam is up there i can see that do you know who my other two are uh pennywise and chucky no, him too. Ah, uh, see? I would say Captain Spaulding, but Chucky too. I All of them. I love them all. 
<laughs> but yeah, our little four-year-old, he's been wanting to be Sam for like two years now. But I'm like, is that socially acceptable to send him to preschool dressed up as a murderer? I think it's probably okay because like, who are you? Because kids are gonna dress up with skull masks and bloody knives anyway. I mean, it's like, what does that even represent? It could represent the entire. Yeah, but I mean, come on. Like, preschoolers show up as like you're gonna get Mario. away. You're gonna get away with it at a preschool before an elementary school. True. His teacher is gonna be like, "Oh, are you a pumpkin?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, "Yeah, sure." So it's no, gonna be so cute. We want to make some TikToks with it, like with him dressed up and my dad in his Michael Myers. It's gonna be so fun. And it has to be socially acceptable because they freaking make a costume his size. Or at least really close to it. I mean, Everett's kind of petite for his size, but it's like, it's labeled as his size at the store. So clearly there's enough of a market for parents to dress their kids up as this person for them to make all these different costumes that they're going to sell for it and stuff. So there, that's, that's my opinion. I think sometimes we fear that the general public is going to think that our kid watches scary movies and he doesn't. He knows who these icons are. He loves them. Uh, you know, and granted, sometimes we learn that he knows who these people are from like YouTube, which I think is extremely toxic at times and not good for kids. And we're always trying to monitor that. But aside from that, it's like, you know, when he's ready and we're ready, we'll definitely let him watch it. I mean, that's what we're all about here in this family. But where he's only five years old, no, he's not going to be watching <laughs> Trick or Treat this year or next year. And we're just going to take it year by year. I forgot he turned five and I kept saying our four year old. Need to get used to that. Get with the program, yo. I did a TikTok where he was naming off different horror characters, like it had the little bubble thing above his head, and he like knew all of them. And I had so many people like tearing me apart, like you let him watch this. You are a horrible parent. He's gonna turn out to be a serial killer. Like no, like I think a lot of kids, like I was like that as a kid, where I was intrigued by horror and like scary stuff. Like I wanted to see that kind of stuff. Like look at a picture. Or look at a costume, but I didn't watch the movies at that age. But I think that horror is just very intriguing, and I think kids are just interested in that because it is kind of like, you know, like cartoons or like shows that they have where they're dressed up in costumes. Like it's kind of like that, but like creepy. So they're like in, they're like interested. If that even makes sense. And that's probably why they make costumes for kids like that, though, too, is, like, people, like, parents who are into horror and, like, creepy characters like that will want to dress their kids up and stuff like that. So it's, like, kind of a win-win. It'd be a lot of money for that freaking costume, so he better freaking wear it. It's my only uh, prerequisite. I know. Well, I have one more. This will be my last one. And it's funny because most of these appeal to me as a as a child and... I feel like so many years went by before I rediscovered my appreciation for the horror genre, thanks to you, of course. So it's almost like, I don't know, when I was nine, seven to nine, I really liked this stuff. And then just like from nine to 25, you know, it was like almost non-existent. But uh, Stranger Things season two specifically um, just kind of has a Halloween vibe to me because a it came out around Halloween. And yeah, like the Ghostbusters little like thing that they were doing with that. And it's just like, I don't know, just like there was a, it was a good vibe when that uh, particular season came out. And uh, I'm a big sucker for Stranger Things as well. But I don't know why, but I just think of Halloween uh, with season two. So that's 
that's my last one. I love when they have like Halloween night, like in TV shows or movies like that, because it just does bring that like happy vibe. And the cool thing about our neighborhood is we live in a really small town and we've lived in several other cities in our marriage. And like there was times that we got maybe what, like two trick or treaters, if that. And then we moved here and it's like Halloween town or like Hocus Pocus where the Thousands streets of kids. are just like flooded and like there's 12 plus kids going up to the door at the same time. And well, it's- we live in the new side of town. This is a very growing and brand new developing community. It's only like, you know, five to 10 years old max. And so a lot of kids uh, coming in here with their families as they move in and, you know, as the housing market gets more expensive everybody's moving down south so that's that's our generation so yeah a lot of kids where we're at i mean it's like you can barely walk outside at times and i love that like Mm -hmm. i love just seeing the streets flooded with like halloween costumes and everybody's decorating and it's kind of crazy too because i feel like i mean we live in a time where a lot of people kind of keep to themselves a lot more and so you don't see a ton of people in the neighborhood but like halloween night i feel like we talk to more neighbors that we've never talked to on Halloween night like everybody's just so happy and like wanting to come out and chat and I love it yeah it's uh it's a really good vibe and the house down the street from us has like this huge skeleton pumpkin thing it's like huge probably the as tall as their house almost yeah Yeah, I'd say and it's so cool I'm like I want to be the Halloween house we'll get there one day we'll get there um a few like honorable mentions I have Um, Like, if you're wanting more movies that are kind of centered around Halloween night, there's, like, Terrifier that takes place on Halloween, and the new one will be coming out. Um, That is a movie not for the faint of heart, though. (laughs) I mean, like... Unsettling. Yeah, like, your cousin Taylor, definitely not her cup of tea. Uh, I don't know. She got us watching Tusk. Thanks a lot, Taylor. Yeah, but, I mean, he, like, (laughs) he, like, takes the girl and, like hangs her upside down and completely saws her in half from her genitals like that's yeah you don't maddie, see that maddie would hate that you don't see that every day and you see everything in that scene it's gruesome and he like cuts the girl's boobs off and is like and he like wears it, them like, and he's like it. yeah like <laughs> no it's i mean i would recommend those who are strong-minded to watch this movie but it is not for the faint of heart no, at all no then we have like peyton's favorite scary stories to tell in the dark <laughs> just kidding but that takes place on halloween that one's definitely family friendly the main girl single-handedly ruined that movie for me that's my honorable mention well, anyway she just, keep going like, knew everything like oh this is what's happening this is she's what like i've never do. heard of this book before and we have to go to this house and pull the lever three times and spin six times and mm-hmm. say this word and they're like how do you I know she's it. like i don't know <laughs> i just have a feeling it's like no i feel like i mean it was a kid's like i mean yeah it was a kid's anthology yeah but that book scared the crap out of me oh yeah but we were kids i don't know i mean some of those stories are still a little freaky but they they have to like make it to where like kids can watch it now and adults can watch it so it has to have that little bit of like cheesy it's it's worth a watch once and and it does have some like iconic like scary stories book moments like Like Harold. harold yes like and the uh the big toe yeah i just just wish there was a little bit more of like sinister behavior behind it but you know get what you get and you don't throw a fit they made like an adult version of that i think if that girl just died early on in the movie it would have been better we need like edgar Allan poe movies like based off of all of his stories 
because those are freaky and i feel like those are more like adult have you ever seen the raven no i've read the book though it's i didn't know it was a movie yeah it's uh it's a little brutal the one i remember the most is like the telltale heart where like the wall the heart was like in the wall or the body or something i don't remember it's been so i was a kid i was like a teenager when i read that um, Hellfest takes place on Halloween night. That one's fun. Like the amusement park type thing. Haunt. If you're into like going to haunted houses, like the haunted attraction haunted houses, that one's really good. We've got to watch that again because we watched it once. Mm-hmm. I think I watched it once without you and then we watched it together, but that one's fun because we like love haunted houses. We don't go to them anymore though because they're way too overpriced for what you get. Like you're walking in a line the whole time. And then you got like a bunch of the classics, which me and Maddie are going to do an episode in two weeks with like family friendly horror movies. So we'll go and talk about a lot more of like those type of movies. But the last one I have is Uncanny Annie, which is a Into the Dark anthology series on Hulu. And that one takes place on Halloween night. And they're it's kind of like Jumanji, like they're playing a game and then they get sucked into the game and they have to try to like fight off all these different fears that they have. That one was fun. We have to watch that again this month. But yeah, that was our list of Halloween horror movies to watch this October. I'm going to throw in the spooky mood. I'm going to throw the Raven in there. That's my that's my honorable oh, I'll mention. I have to watch that. It's good. It's it. Uh, it reminds me of um, like a Sherlock Holmes movie. If mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the right movie, I'm pretty sure I am. But it's like a Sherlock Holmes like 19 like 40s or 30s or 20s for that matter, like investigation. And it's like a like a jack the ripper kind of guy and creepy I remember there's like a scene where like it's like a it's got the classic the guy's like strapped to a table and like this saw like swings back and like forth the, or like is the it the axe. pendulum the pendulum yeah and it like drops and it keeps going and then it like cuts the guy is in that half. the raven or is because he has a story called the pendulum it might be like maybe it's like a mix of a bunch of his books yeah because like the raven's a short story right or it's a poem mm-hmm. it's it's they're all like short stories or it could be a poem um could be a poem i don't know i just remember the pendulum now that you say that but yeah it's like yeah i don't know the raven gotta watch it that's like on saw when they had the pendulum that's probably what it's inspired from you know what else gets me in the halloween spirit before we end this i have been listening to halloween music for the last like month and a half (laughs) before october even hit ghostbusters which that could be included on this list too i've never seen ghostbusters we need to watch that. I've seen it. But Ghostbusters song and Monster Mash. Like those two songs, like instantly, like I get a burst of energy. You would think it was like caffeine because I turn those on and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy. Let's just dance. And yeah. Kenzie and I have a moment where uh, it, it's on her cell phone, but Everett, our, when he was what, two? I mean, he was so young. He was probably but, like a year and a half. Yeah. It, there's a little segment in the Ghostbusters. Kenzie's playing it on our little... Uh, bluetooth or wi-fi speaker and everett's like touching it and instead of turning the volume down he's like turning the volume up like at an uncontrollable speed and he just like kind of abandoned ship like he just like you can tell he's panicking you can tell he's stressing and then he doesn't know what to do so he just like runs away and starts crying and it's so funny and there's just like a it's i'll have to post it i don't know why though but he hated that song around that time. Like, anytime I turned it on, he would, like, cry. And so I had it on on our little speaker, and he ran over to go turn it off. Because he's like, I don't want to... That's it. what it was. But, but he instead, was the volume. Yeah, so he turned it up to, like, Mag's volume, and it <laughs> and got, then he so got so loud. so scared, and he just so runs. Funny. 
It was the part where it's like kind of the instrumental part. It's like no ghost. Mm-hmm. That was so funny though. Um, yeah, those two songs though, I could blast those. And this is Halloween, another good one. But me and Maddie will talk about that one. But yeah, happy Spooktober, everybody. Go over and comment on my Instagram some of your favorite movies to watch during Halloween time. Oh, there we go. We need a list. We need to watch a lot of horror movies this month because we've got to catch up on our watch list. There's an episode of Rick and Morty. It's uh, the very last episode of season two where they go. Um, you meet this guy named Squanchy, right? Squanchy is like this heroin ridden cat thing. And uh, he says the word squanch a lot. And you learn that squanch has whatever meaning you want to it. You just you mean it the way you want it to and everybody understands it. So uh, that's the word spook for you. So when you said... Uh, you know, happy, you know, spook, Spooktober. Spooktober, I was going to say, and a happy spook year. You know, I mean, I mean you, get the, you get the spook context. Year. So spook hey, is our squanch. Spookmas. Spookmas. Just Anna. saying. Spook is our squanch. Definitely. Is but it time? It is time. All right. Happy October. We'll see you back next Tuesday. And starting next week, I will have our regular episode on Tuesday and Chucky recaps on Wednesdays. So there we stay go. Stay tuned. And uh, last but not least, if you haven't already, try putting a little bit of pumpkin spice creamery in your coffee. It's, it's rather uh, delightful. And cue outro music. <laughs> <laughs>